Hi there, and welcome to Drones On Air. I'm your host, Ryan Kant, CEO and founder of Envirodrome. The podcast today is called Drone Saving Sea Turtles. Our guest speaker is Alan Reese. Dr. Reese is a marine turtle researcher with 20 years experience in Greece, Central America, and Middle East. Published on nesting and foraging population involving nest counts, marked recapture, and satellite telemetry. In this episode, we will talk about sea turtles and the many issues facing this species. We will learn about how we develop tools and techniques to scale up monitoring and data gathering of sea turtles by using drones. Join us for an exhilarating flight on air through drone exploration, discovery, and innovation. Thanks for joining us, Alan. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Hi, um, I'm a PhD in sea turtle ecologist. Um, I've been working with sea turtles since 1994 um, in Greece mainly, but also around the Middle East as well. Um, and the recently I've been getting into using drones for sea turtle research as it's quite an interesting um, angle uh, and a useful tool to be using for the research I'm up to. So yeah, tell us a little bit about the research you're doing. You're working with drones and turtles, so give us a background on, on, on that. Uh, the angle I'm using is to uh, let the drones get to places where we can't go either without a drone or it makes it a lot simpler to get there with a drone uh, compared to walking on your feet or going in a boat. So um, what the research I'm doing, mainly in Greece, is to fly over shallow water habitats where we know there are turtles so we can quantify the number of turtles there from the drones. Currently, I'm using a Phantom 4 Pro for that. This is um, a nice DJI piece of kit, so um, doing us proud. Um, even when we're fl- flying over the turtles, we can get to see individuals by the barnacle patterns on their back, so uh, it's quite a useful um, method. So, and also, we're using uh, drones to fly up and down beaches where we don't want to walk because it's too extensive uh, and we can get to identify turtle nesting activity on that beach to know whether we need to actually get there on foot and do some nest protection or not. So, yeah, the drones are helping us by saving time and uh, energy and money in get, getting to uh, survey areas. That's, that's brilliant. So it's filling a gap right now where traditionally you'd be using satellite data to try and track maybe some of the the footprint patterns but there's a a bit of a lag in from one capture to the next drones are helping i guess in the near shore environment as well but are you guys doing anything additional to that where you're tracking them from the shoreline out to the ocean and then where does i guess from that point on do do you are you able to continue to understand that particular that particular um, turtle is it? Is do you, are you guys using a tracking system as well? Um, most of the we're doing satellite tracking work as well, but the the two aren't currently linked up um, that firmly. Um, with the drone, obviously, um, you're limited by how far it can go on the battery. So fixed wings obviously go a bit further. Um, we've got some quadcopters in the group that I work with, so. We're limited um, by them to about 300, uh, sorry, three kilometers offshore, possibly, to make sure they'll come back before the battery dies. But um, aside from that, the laws around the place, especially in Europe that I, where I work, they're very um, restrictive. And uh, generally, it's, you've got a line of sight of 500 meters you can fly. So uh, um, although the drones are capable of going further offshore, we're actually limited by the rules of the, rules of the country to uh, 500 meters. So um, we're using the drones for near shore um, studies and then other satellite tracking devices 
for going, um, finding out where the turtle is going further offshore. What we're also finding with the, the drones is that for the shallow water habitats, we can get um, amazing um, detail on the, the benthos. So we can, you know, create a more thorectified um, the geotiffs and actually come up with a, a decent map, which is far, far more detailed than what you can get off Google Earth. And then if you fly over the same area time and time again, we can get an idea of if there's habitat degradation from uh, maybe seagrass beds eroding away or something like that. Uh, and it's that's an amazing thing that we're looking forward to um, gaining from, but uh, it takes time because it's the it's a time series that we're after. And for that kind of thing, we're using that Litchi app. Um, it, it seems to be the best one around. I've had no no real issues with it, and I'm quite happy with some of the, the capabilities it gives to our DJI drones. Now, with the geotip that you guys are producing, are you are you doing um, anything with population counts? Or do you have an automated population count? Um, you know, um, library that you've been building, so you can actually automatically detect detect the sea turtles within the within the ortho mosaic. Uh, no, that thing within the sea turtle realm is quite a, a new new occurrence. So there, there are a few groups work not in my research group, but but there are a few groups working on trying to automate that. Um, they've had some moderate success, but nothing nothing ready for prime time yet. To, Say that all of us hours and hours of work looking through images or videos. I bet. Now, is it we're in a single, say, a three-mile, um, you know, uh, flight, and you and with an ortho mosaic of that particular size, how many how many sea turtles do you normally get in that in that geotiff? Uh, well, the that aspect of things, um, it's mainly the. When we're making geotips, it's mainly for the benthos. Um, we're currently using video re- records for actually quantifying where the turtles are. Um, I did in my main research area in Greece. I, I got twenty-one turtles within a, um, a two-kilometer flight um, that that I observed as I flew over. Um, and we're going to be doing more again this summer just to get an idea if there's any seasonality in the presence of turtles in the area. Um, but yeah, the geotiffs are generally for the habitat rather than actually uh, counting the turtles. So, where exactly do you do the flights? Is it just nearby, um, on a beach nearby, or have you, have you been doing this kind of to test proof and pilot at various beaches um, in other places around the world as well? Um, personally, I'm working uh, on a project in, in Greece. We have um, four different field sites. Um, on the main project, and I have a side project, which is one I've been talking about. Um, so there are five areas in total around Greece where we're going to be doing this kind of research. But others in the, the field, in the research group I work in, they, they're using um, the oh, hang on, photogrammetry to produce 3D models of nesting areas so they can uh, I, I get an understanding of what's going to happen when sea level rise occurs with through to glow through uh, when sea level rise occurs following global warming effects, um, so they're flying over beaches taking uh, hundreds of photographs to build up a nice uh, 3D elevation model and then putting that into GIS systems to work out what's going to happen uh, when that's going on. And that's been going on in, around the world. In these, the, the one guy's worked in Cyprus. He's gone to, uh, um, I think it was down in Puerto Rico, East, um, West Africa as well, other other places, so um, and Ascension Island, a tiny dot in the middle of the Atlantic, he's, he's done work over there. 
Yeah. So what's the particular target species that you guys are looking to identify and what's the, um, what's the status of that particular species? Is it endangered, uh, vulnerable? Um, the different areas have different species within the Mediterranean, which is where, as I say, most of the, my work is going on. There are two species. You've got the green turtle and the loggerhead turtle. Uh, the loggerhead turtles listed as vulnerable, I believe, on the, the IUCN red list, and the green turtle is endangered. Um, so, so uh, yeah, all sea turtle species are currently on the red list at various levels. So um, we're all working to make sure that their habitats are going to be around. The, the turtles' populations are generally, um, some of them are increasing, but most of them are increasing due to quite intensive management and conservation efforts, so that if if they get downlisted and people say, oh, they're doing okay now and we stop our conservation, then they're just going to crash again. So uh, it's, a, it's a tough tough one to keep the balance between keeping the effort going and uh, and not letting them uh, lose their protected status. Yeah, it sounds like drones are definitely going to help, I guess, bridge a gap in helping identify and do population counts and, and habitat mm. health assessments, things like that. But what I guess is the main issue that, uh, that are causing sea turtles uh, populations to decline and, and, and threaten their habitats? Okay, the, the sea turtles are generally sea-based, sea as by their name. So you've got fisheries interactions is one of the major the problems. Um, turtles get caught in bycatch in the industrial fisheries and they can get killed by the tens of thousands around the world. The plastic pollution is becoming more evident, uh, a big problem for sea turtles. One of the peop- uh, ladies in our research group uh, is studying um, gut contents of turtles and pretty much every dead turtle that she gets to sample, um, the stomach's got some form of plastic in there, um, which is a bad sign because it's not only plastic might block the gut, but the plastics carry uh, toxins which uh, you know reduce the... Uh, fitness level of the turtle. And then on the nesting beaches where the turtles need to go when they're adults, the females need to go back to land to, to breed, um, the nesting beaches are either being used up um, by tourism, so you've got sunbeds and other things obstructing the beach, or when if it's lit up behind the beach, all the baby turtles, as they hatch, it will go to the bright lights of the behind the beach rather than to the bright ocean um, side. So uh, that's been a big problem you get with... Uh, Actually, disorientation. Yeah, I think microplastics are a much bigger issue than people people realize. Especially me not being um, on as a coastal city, I, I, it's it's something that I think is definitely um, an issue. And I think that we need to be more aware of the plastics and the plastic issue, where you know we could vastly reduce the amount of plastics we use on a day to day basis. Um, I think we've all seen also the Facebook the Facebook video of the turtle that had the straw stuck in its nose as well so it's unfortunate to see all of these things uh, happening to different wildlife around the world and i think that there's a lot that can be done but i think the work that you're doing to help preserve uh, and um, the habitats of of particularly uh, turtle species and and uh, trying to understand them and and their behavioral uh, patterns a little bit better Mm -hmm. i think is going to go a long way to help protect to protect the species so yeah so thanks so much for for the work that you do um, in your research, you talk about the um, the ethical parts of, of being a drone pilot and the uh, behavioral response. Do you want to touch on that, I guess, a little bit? Uh, no, especially the turtles you find in the, the sea. The um, studies have shown that they don't really hear the frequency that the, the drones are creating. 
So it's possibly more of a, um, they might be more susceptible to visual stimulus from the drone or the shadow. Um, there's a study coming out in the next uh, month or so, I believe, where they've actually tested different heights of flying over sea turtles to see where where there's a point where you can actually get a visual response, a, a, a behavioral response from a turtle from flying over. And it seems that turtles are quite, quite relaxed and uh, they don't really pay much attention to things flying over their heads. So uh, in that way, it's, it's a good t- tool for not only counting turtles, but actually doing behavioral studies in the shallow waters near the coast as well. Yeah, that's interesting because I think it's one of those uh, issues right now that a lot of drone pilots are faced with and other researchers as well, where there's not a lot of research done on that particular species that they're trying to understand. And, and when they're doing these drone flyovers, they're basically just trying to understand the, the behavioral response uh, at that particular time, which is which is enough to identify if there are any big hazards. But, you know, I've heard of stories where, you know, things have um, things have gone a different direction. have gone slightly um, wrong. I think we all need to understand that the, the, these, these species, this is their, their home as well. And so they, mm-hmm. they, the weather they can, they feel disturbed or they feel a slight bit of anxiety because of drones near them. I think it's up to us to make sure that we give them space and that we're respectful of that, of that space that they live in. So that's one of the things where we just need to understand the feedback. And it's interesting to know that Turtles definitely um, are a little bit different where they may not hear that frequency and it may not be something that they're aware of overhead, sure. but still keeping a safe distance, know that they, they don't feel threatened and it's at least a far yeah. enough that they can't see it. So very yes. different, unique. Yeah. Um, yeah um, luckily, turtles aren't like seabirds where they'll, you know, if you get spooked, they'll fly off and then, you know, that could end in disaster. So uh, we're a bit uh, luckier with our species, study species there. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, uh, Alan, for joining us. I think this is uh, this is fantastic to be able to learn about turtles, the research that you're doing, and we definitely look forward to following up with you and seeing how things go after the summer. Cool. Thanks. All right. That wraps up our eighth episode of Drones on Air. I hope this podcast provides you with insight on how drones are being used to conserve, protect, and save sea turtles. If you have any questions about this podcast, please email me at ryan at envdrone.com. Join us on May 5th as we interview David O'Neill, who is the founder of International Drone Day. We will learn about how this magical day began and what it represents to the drone community. Make sure to follow us on social media at EnviroDrone and visit our website at envdrone.com.
satellites 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 satellites
It's been a pleasure.